You've lived a great life and done well for yourself. But what mark will you leave on the world? How will you inspire future generations? Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand have helped thousands of people answer exactly those questions. If you've ever wondered, what will be my legacy? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Stan and Katie Beth. Welcome back to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Today, we have several guests on our show you won't want to miss. We have the Director of Marketing and Business Development, Annie Tyler, and founding partners of the Norton Basu Law Firm, Zakia Norton and Samita Basu. It's so great to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so Annie, I'm going to start with you with questions for you. So you serve as the Director of Marketing and Business Management for Norton Basu. Tell us a little bit about what your role entails and what is unique about what you do. Okay, well, thank you. It's business development. So that means bringing in business, which means, in my mind, primarily building relationships. You know, there's marketing, there's advertising, but there's nothing as solid as word of mouth, a personal recommendation from an individual or a professional. So in my mind, that primarily means connecting with people in law, tax, finance, real estate, and related industries in Silicon Valley and throughout California. And I typically do that by expanding my sphere, but also primarily by helping others who then I hope opt to help us. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's great. Okay. So Samita and Zakia, tell us a little bit about your law firm is very unique in that it's a minority woman-owned law firm. Tell us a little bit about what made you guys decide to create this law firm, what type of, of clients you typically help, and what your mission and really eventually your legacy, what you hope your legacy will be through this law firm that you created. Well, I'm to blame for us going into estate planning, I will say that, and for starting our firm. It was something that I had been thinking about for some time and just didn't want to do it on my own and didn't really have the right partner yet. And I happened to meet Samita while we were both doing some pro bono work for a legal aid organization in San Jose. She was coming here to California for the first time from Singapore. She grew up uh, back East and I grew up in California, but I had been in Nevada for some time and we were both disillusioned with big law, as uh, any lawyer will tell you, and figuring out what the next step was going to be. And so unbeknownst to each other, we had both decided to do some volunteering there and we met. And three months later, you know, we started our firm. And it really just took me looking at her one day and saying, hey, have you ever thought about going out on your own? And her eyes just went so big. And she was like, yes. And the rest is history, as they say. And so I think the reason that it has really worked for us is that, you know, we weren't friends when we started. We were just people who had worked together. So we saw how each other worked. And I think it was really obvious that, you know, we had a lot in common and we were just different enough that we balanced each other out in the ways that you kind of need for a partnership like this. And so we started our firm, became friends, became best friends. And now I think we're codependent for life. And that's kind of how it works. And we were very intentional. At least I was about estate planning because I felt like it was 
a really interesting area of law, which I had convinced her that it was going to be an interesting area of law, but now I would say she agrees. And, you know, just that there aren't a lot of lawyers in this space in estate planning that look like us. And so that gives us a unique opportunity to help a lot of people that otherwise may not feel comfortable having those kinds of discussions. And so, you know, we're in a really unique space. We have lots of different clients, right? Being in Silicon Valley. And I think, you know, there's a lot that we get to bring to the table because of the backgrounds that we have and the experiences that we've, we've shared together and, you know, the lives that we lived before we came together and started this firm. That's great. Samita, do you have anything to add to that? That was a very great overview for us, Zakia. So thank you for that. I think it's really important that if you're going to start a business of any kind, it's important to know the values of the person that you're starting the business with. And even though I didn't know Zakia personally like that well, when we started the firm, I knew what her values were and I knew her ethics and her principles when it came to practicing law. And that was what was the most important thing. And then everything else grew out of that organically. But that was always, we were always on the same page on that, on those issues. And I think that's what's made the foundation of the partnership so strong through the last nine years. That's great. Stan, I know you're brimming with questions. What questions do you have? So, Samina, what do you do as a kid, as an estate planner? Do you do that also? I do some estate planning, but I mostly focus on the probate and trust administration side. So I'm going to court and getting people appointed and filing all the paperwork. And, you know, I manage that process. And then on the trust administration side, when somebody's passed away, you know, the mom and dad have both passed. Kids need to figure out what to do with the trust. There's a misconception, I think, in the general public that, oh, I have a trust. I don't need to do anything. But the California probate code specifically says that there are things that you have to do down to the size of font on certain notifications. It's very specific and the timings are very specific. So we help clients on that side. And on litigation cases, we kind of work on those together. Um, the strategy is always the two of us discussing the strategy together on litigation. So notice on your website. Uh, I'm sorry. Go I was just going to say that Samita is the rare attorney who likes math and likes numbers. So she actually has a degree when she went to college. That's what her degree was in, because the joke for all lawyers is that we went to law school because we don't want to do math. And Here's Samita, who's like, hooray for math. And so she (laughs) handles, that's why the probate and trust administration works so well with her because she's so detail-oriented, so organized, and she actually likes doing the accountings like that. She actually enjoys that, which I'll never understand. (laughs) (laughs) So I noticed on your website that you guys really made a point of talking about how you have designed, I would say, these are my words, not yours, but a unique uh, client experience, in particular with respect to the the post-death administration part, the trust admin part. Talk about that for a minute. That really intrigued me. Well, I think one of the things that's really important with trust administration is to understand the nature of the relationship between the beneficiaries and the trustors. And one of the things that, you know, I think just about anybody who works in this area will tell you is at some point it stops becoming about money and it becomes about trying to repair a relationship post-mortem. And that can lead to fighting. It can lead to hurt feelings. There are always things that come up that have really very little to do with the law and a lot to do with the family relationships. In most cases, it's families. And so we take a lot of time to kind of understand what's happening and anticipate where the problems are going to come from. And that's because we do litigate, we do go to court, we see 
what happens. We see which judges like this, which judges don't like that. And in general, what are the things that are being shot down and what are the things that are being approved? And so we try to keep all of that in mind when we're talking to somebody when it's a post-death, you know, trust administration. Mom and dad have died. Was somebody living in the house with the last surviving parent? Was somebody taking care of them? Had to quit their job? Very common. Do they feel they're entitled to extra? They may be in feel that way, but that might not be what's in the estate plan. What, where do the other siblings live? When was the last time they visited mom? Has it been years? Did they call you immediately after mom passed to ask about the trust? Like all of these are cues for us that there's about to be something messy coming down the line. So we have some very detailed and intimate conversations with our clients to kind of prepare them so that they're not, these things are coming out of the blue. So is there something you would say that you do that's fairly unique or distinctive that maybe other, other practitioners who do post-death administration don't do? I would say probably that, you know, we have a personality. So when we're dealing with our clients, we're actually human beings and talking with them and having real conversations. We try to stay away, you know, talking over our clients or condescending to them. You know, we really invite them to be a part of the process because transparency and feeling seen and understood for both our client and maybe the other beneficiaries goes a very long way towards warding off a lot of the litigation and hurt feelings and, you know, unpleasant results that can come if you don't do that. So I think that's probably what really sets us apart. And that's what I think our clients would say is that, you know, they will leave meeting with a lawyer and say, oh my God, that was actually fun. Or I had a good time or, you know, and that's not usually what you hear after having met with an attorney. Yeah. There's an old rule, right? That says, listen first. If you listen first and you really, you really listen hard first, you learn a lot that informs what you do next. I'm yes. curious to know what percentage of the post-death administration business do you have? I'm, I'm not talking about the litigation, but I'm saying the, you know, the admin stuff. What percentage of that comes from your estate planning clients and what percentage of that comes from, you know, outside other, you know, outside marketing activities? I would say that, you know, for a lot of the probate and trust administration, most of our clients so far, knock on wood, have been relatively healthy. So most of the probates that we've done, I mean, the probates and the trust administration cases that we have, the majority of them, I would say, come from other referral sources. They are not our previous clients. Our clients tend to skew a bit younger. So most of them have been healthy and don't have any issues as far as, you know, a shocking early death or something like that. So I would say most of them come from other sources at this point in time in our practice. Can I add to that, Dan? Yes. You know, Samita Ad mentioned one misconception, and that is that if there's a death, let's say one spouse dies, there's nothing they need to do. Well, they do need to seek legal counsel at that time. And another very common misperception is that if I have a trust and my spouse or my mom and dad, somebody passed away, I have to go back to the attorney who originally drafted the trust. And that's not true. So I want to give a shout out to all those folks who maybe they don't like their attorney. Maybe their attorney doesn't respond. Maybe that original drafting attorney is no longer in business. They can go to any attorney they would like to go to at that time. So Annie, I was before you jumped in there, I was about to ask you, what is it exactly that you do to get those people who 
or not our clients who've passed away because, you know, we're, you know, you guys, I hear you that your client base skews younger. So your trust admin clients are coming from your trust admin clients and your probate clients are coming from somewhere else. What is it that you're doing that causes them to come to you? Well, I think we do a number of things. One is increase our presence and visibility, both through social media and by presenting educational information to the general public, to other business professionals, such as tax advisors, financial advisors, real estate professionals, and so on. Uh, community organizations, such as you know, community outreach organizations and nonprofits. We offer a lot of free education and presentation. And also just, also Sakia and Samita are very accomplished authors and interview guests such as they are today. So all of these efforts really get the word out, I think, and get us a chance to, I guess, myth bust, so to speak, like we have already on this podcast. There's a lot of misinformation or lack of information out there. Has uh, is being a minority women-owned firm is how have you used that to your advantage? Well, that's a tricky one, right? I mean, I think it's always working for us and against us at the same time. So I think it works for us in that people who are looking for a different perspective that you know we're going to be able to provide that for them than what they might think of when they think of a lawyer. And so obviously we have a connection with those who come from more diverse backgrounds. And so we have a lot of clients, you know, that feel comfortable having conversations with us because for a lot of communities, talking about death and taxes and money is very taboo. And so it's already, there's a hurdle that they're overcoming internally just to even make it to the lawyer and then have these conversations and talk about what's going to happen when they're no longer here. And so that's definitely easier for them to do when they're speaking with someone who they know understands, right, where they're coming from and understands what their values are. And so I think in that way, it's always working for us. And so I think, you know, as much as we can, we have done outreach within those communities because there's also just been a lack of information available to them. You know, that's one big thing overall, like Annie was alluding to, is this black box idea, you know, when it comes to lawyers and estate planning, you know, and we're doing all we can to kind of shine a light on everything and be transparent and get the information out there so that people are empowered and understand why it's important and then can make the decision to, you know, get it done and speak with an attorney to make that happen. Yeah. So how are you doing that? Is that speaking engagements, brochures, materials? Mm -hmm. Annie does all of those things for us. Yes. All of the above, Stan, all of the above. So, I mean, we, yeah, we do seminars, right? For realtors, for financial advisors, we do them for attorneys as well. So we've done several CLEs for both through the CLA, which Samita was the chair of the solo and small firm section for the California Lawyers Association. So we've done some presentations there. And then also for the CEB, which is the education bureau in California that has most of the CLEs for attorneys. So we do, you know, kind of high level ones like that for other attorneys. And then, as Annie said, you know, we're always kind of pounding the pavement and spreading the word because once you know, it's a very easy decision of what you need to do. Interesting. I will say, I look at your website and your website certainly communicates this feel to me that you guys come at this in a really, really different way. And I was impressed. 
Yes, I I agree with Stan on that. I love the website and just your approach to law in general. That you guys do a great job of proving that you're not just the typical, you even said on the website, we're not the typical old fashioned law, law firm. We hold different values, we hold different priorities. It's not a lot of law firms that have their own values page. And so I love that you guys have that listed, how you don't talk down to your clients and all of those different things. I think that's one thing that makes you unique. You guys have done a great job at capturing things that the average person coming into this who might feel nervous or overwhelmed, you've put everything just very plainly and made sure that coming in from the outset is it's very comfortable. And it's, it's, it's sometimes these things are overwhelming no matter what to someone without a law degree, right? And mm-hmm. so you guys have done a really great job of making sure that people know that you don't have to have a law degree to come and talk to us. That's what we're here for. And there's not a lot of jargon on your website. I love the the characters that you guys have drawn of the two of you. Those are fantastic. <laughs> it just feels very warm and welcoming. And I can see how it would draw in a lot of people who may otherwise feel overwhelmed by something like the idea of estate planning or post-death administration. So love, love the website. One quick question, and I want each of you to answer it. Through the work that you're doing, and it's unique for each of you in your own fields, what do you hope that your legacy will be? So Annie, I'm going to put you on the spot first. Your marketing, you always have to have the quick answer. That's your job. So (laughs) Annie, through what you do with marketing for this law firm, what is it you hope your legacy will be? You know, well, when you say legacy, it makes people think of death. At least it does for me because I'm in estate planning. (laughs) What's your legacy? How are people going to remember you? I think that for me, it's a couple of things. I want to send a couple messages to those in the business world and in the general public. And they, one of them is that for me, I do business from the heart. And that may sound funny coming from a law firm, but I genuinely believe in helping others, including those in the minority community, the immigrant community, and so on. That is one way that I think. I and we do business differently. And the other message I'm trying to convey is that, and this is a very radical message, lawyers are people. (laughs) We need not be scared, intimidated, put off. You know, I've worked with attorneys for more than a couple decades, and lawyers learn really how to help people. So that's another myth, I think, that the general public has is that attorneys are there to gouge me. Attorneys are there to speak over me and make me feel like I'm an idiot. Attorneys are there to take advantage of me, you know, and I have found it's always good to know a good lawyer. Absolutely. Well said, Annie. All right. Samita, same question, but I'm pitching that to you. What do you hope your legacy will be through the work that you're doing currently? I just hope that at the time that I'm no longer a lawyer or the firm has moved on to somebody else's capable hands. I just hope that people remember as a firm with solid values and that we live those values every day. We didn't do anything underhanded. We never crossed an ethical line. We tried to provide good service to our clients in the most ethical, transparent way possible. We never cut corners and we were just good lawyers and good people. And that's what I hope people remember about us. Fantastic. Okay, Sakaya, pitching the ball to you, what do you hope your legacy is? Great answer from both of you. I would say for me, I think I hope that 
I have made more seats at the table, so to speak, for everyone that's coming behind me. Because, you know, I was, I come from some privilege, but, you know, my parents, neither one of them went to college. And so they scraped their way to a very good life, but they always had that. And so I'm the first person in my family to, you know, reach this level of education. I'm the first one to start a business like this. The same is true for Samita in terms of starting a business. And I just hope that, especially in a space like this, where there are not a lot of people who look like us who are doing what we do, that people are seeing in us the opportunity to reach for something that they may think was unattainable, but now looks like, well, if they can do it, then maybe I can do it too. And I hope that that's the legacy that I'm leaving behind. Incredible. Great answers all around. Is there anything that we didn't cover today that you guys would like our listeners to know? Annie? Well, I would say... I would you love- can you can watch the thoughts brewing in Annie's face. No <laughs> yes. Annie. Okay, I guess I should never take up a career in poker. <laughs> <laughs> I would if you know, I want to speak for Zakia and Samita because it's a little less than modest, I guess, for them to to aggrandize themselves. But I will say they are excellent, excellent attorneys who take their work very seriously, well, with humor. They take their they take the their work very seriously in terms of providing, you know, the very best legal counsel and guidance and product to their clients. And I see them do that quite honestly and sincerely on a daily basis. I know that there's a perception that, you know, some attorneys are out for the billing hours or out for their, you know, ego and, and to further their career. But I feel, and that's why I'm here, that the true goal is to provide estate planning education and estate planning advice. And then, of course, estate planning documents and take them through the appropriate process at the appropriate time. And if there's been a death or you're contemplating what would happen at your death, that's a difficult time. And they do an excellent job of compassion and counsel. That's fantastic. Well, go ahead. Does uh, anybody sorry, else just, have I would just, add? yeah, I would just add something really quick at the end, just for everyone that's listening. We're sure. always happy to be a resource. I think that's always something for, you know, kind of the partners that we work with, realtors, financial advisors, CPAs. They may not know an attorney that they feel comfortable just picking up the phone and saying, I've just got a real quick question. And, you know, that never bothers us. We're always happy to be a resource, you know, for anyone who's looking for that kind of advice. It doesn't hurt. We won't be offended. We'll let you know what the answer is, you know, and uh, I hope people take advantage of that. That is fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. For all of our listeners, this is Annie Tyler, Zakia Norton, and Samita Basu from Norton Basu Law Firm. We will link more information about them in the show notes. This has been the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with your hosts, Dan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find out more about Stan and Katie Beth, go to PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. You can also find links in the show notes.